It was a moment where I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't hide behind my shield anymore. I just came out and expressed it, hoping someone could relate and make me feel better. This quote's from DeMar DeRozan, foremost former athlete from the USC Trojans as well as the Chicago Bulls. Mental health of student athletes is an extremely important issue in college athletics and something I think should never be overlooked or ignored. Just because mental health issues do not show like physical injuries, they are just as detrimental and should be treated as such. Collegiate athletes are 2% more likely than their non-athlete counterparts to experience severe mental illness. Data also confirms that student athletes are at a greater risk of substance abuse, social anxiety, and eating disorders than other students. There's a tendency among student athletes, coaches, and staff to minimize mental health disorders or psychological distress because of the expectations of strength, stability, and mental toughness inherent in the culture of sports. It's not fair to disregard someone's mental health if they are part of a certain group and expect them to either not have issues at all or to cover them up completely. The stigma surrounding mental health is harming student-athletes as they are being taught to tough it out and not deal with their issues in a healthy manner. Today, I want to discuss the issue of mental health of student-athletes and how it has developed over time and how we can change it in the future. Some of my driving questions for today's podcast include, how are universities dealing with mental illness of student-athletes? What resources can universities provide to student-athletes? And why is it important to prioritize mental health of student-athletes? When thinking about the issue and thinking about who I wanted to interview for this podcast, I knew I wanted to get an inside source, an inside perspective of what mental health looks like for student-athletes. So I decided to talk to two student-athletes about their experience with mental health to gain perspective from what someone um, has to say at the heart of the issue. The first student-athlete I talked to was Haley Schroeder, a women's volleyball player at the University of of California, Santa Barbara. Haley's one of my best friends who I've known for as long as I can remember, and so we're very comfortable talking about mental health with each other. I know it has been difficult for her to transition to a new environment where she doesn't have the people closest to her around her, and she's forced to find a new support system in a new place. The first question I asked Haley during our interview was what resources does your school offer for student athletes regarding mental health? To which she responded, our coaches are required to have a meeting with us once a year where they inform us of resources available on on campus for us. Um, And our main resource is called CAPS, which is basically a student counseling service with licensed therapists who are available for student athletes. I then asked her, have you reached out or looked for resources for your mental health? And she says she hasn't. And that the only reason she hasn't reached out to CAPS yet is because I don't feel comfortable sharing with them. It feels like you're going to complain rather than get help and talk to someone who cares. When she told me this, I was shocked because most student athletes don't feel comfortable talking to the resources available to them, which is just sad and a waste of resources. Therefore, universities need to have resources available that students actually feel comfortable going to, um, unlike Haley, who has just been bottling up issues because she doesn't feel comfortable going to CAPS. I also asked her, do you think female athletes are more susceptible to mental health issues in any way, or does mental health not discriminate by gender? She replied, yes, 100% because of the way coaches speak to female athletes compared to male athletes. I've heard coaches talk to both genders and with girls, they are much more straight to the point and don't care about their feelings as much. Girls also receive harsher comments about body image and eating habits that are triggering for a lot of us. I feel that with female athletes, coaches aren't as reserved and will say anything that comes to mind without thinking about their how their comments might be received. I never knew this being, um, not being a student athlete, 
And so I was really surprised by what Haley had to say about that. Um, but I do understand how that might happen. And it is really sad. And I think that's something that also needs to be recognized is that mental health within boys and girls might be handled differently and might be projected differently as well. The final question I asked her was, what are some ways you've learned to cope with mental health struggles or the pressure of being a student athlete? The main thing she said was self-care. Doing things for yourself to separate school and sports is really important. I always try to do something for myself instead of something I have to do when I start to feel overwhelmed with school and volleyball. Also, talking to people you care about has helped me a lot through my struggles. I really appreciated Haley's insight on this issue and thought it was really interesting to gain the perspective of a female athlete who attends um, a University of California school. The next athlete I talked to was Jakob Dobesh from the Ohio State men's hockey team. He had a very successful freshman season and won multiple rookie awards. I wanted to interview him because I knew that his perspective would be really insightful, but also different from Haley Schroeder's as they are different genders, they play different sports, and go to very different schools. So here I'll play the audio recording from my interview with Jakob. Okay, so my first question is going to be, what resources does your school offer for student-athletes regarding mental health? I'm pretty sure as a team we have like uh, our own psychology person or whatever mm -hmm. and you can reach out to me if you if you feel to need some help but personally me i never reach out to her mm -hmm. before but is it like nice just knowing that she's there like they're there if you ever need help yes i was thinking about it once but it's i don't know i gone through it whatever yeah. i don't know if it's her or him honestly okay i, I don't know <laughs> them them <laughs> Okay. Um, and do you feel, like, extra pressure going to such a large school like OSU? Yes, I know. Uh, you know, hockey is not the biggest sport here on a campus. It's, like, three, four. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, the football team or basketball team has probably more pressure than us, but... Yes or no, it, it depends, you know, how you, how you view it. I think it's pretty normal. Okay, nice. Um, do you know any of your teammates who have struggled with mental health issues because of the pressure of being a student athlete? I don't think a lot of people like to share about that. Right. I don't, I mean, if someone is sad or something like that, you know, you talk to him or there's a trouble, but if it's deeper, I think people like to close themselves and handle it on their own. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we didn't have a case where we needed to like, all right, like he needs to go see someone. We didn't have that. Or right. I, I, at least I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, and what do you think like schools can do to like take the stigma away from mental health and like make it easier to talk about? Um, just, I don't know. It's just kind of be like, it's hard because you don't want it too aggressive, but you know, if you like to, um, I don't know, six months that you need to at least once talk to somebody then maybe it will open up the people to go there more and uh, actually see it because I, you know it might be like very good but a lot of people don't know what is it about mm -hmm. so maybe i don't know or maybe should show some powerpoint I don't know, I'm not sure. <laughs> powerpoint one thing that really stuck out to me during jacob's interview was how he mentioned that when people are dealing with something that might be deeper um, than normal sadness or issues like that, um, it's something that they tend not to share and they usually close themselves off um, and not talk about it with others and they choose to deal with it on their own. 
And I think things like this is one of the main issues when it comes to mental health of student athletes and the stigma of mental health and wanting to ball those feelings up and not share is more harmful than beneficial for student athletes. And I think schools really need to hone in on that and emphasize the importance of being able to talk it out with people and knowing that you're not going through these issues alone and that there are resources available to you to help you get through issues. Getting an inside scoop on the mental health of college athletes from two college athletes was really insightful, and I'm so lucky for the opportunity to be able to talk with both athletes about their journeys with mental health, and it is really interesting to see how they differ um, based on the genders, the schools they go to, and even the sports they play. The next issue I wanted to talk about with student-athlete mental health is the emergence of NIL. NIL is something very new to college athletics, so we don't yet know the types of effects it may have on a student-athlete's mental health. However, we can infer what might happen with NIL in the future and how certain student-athletes might be more affected by NIL than others. NIL may negatively impact student mental health and even locker room culture. Seeing NIL opportunities potentially diminish due to lack of playing time or seeing others getting better NIL opportunities could be disheartening and lead to increased mental health concerns. It can be difficult for student athletes to see their teammates success with NIL while they are struggling to get deals. It may also be hard for star athletes to watch their teammates who don't play as much or aren't as talented getting more deals than themselves. NIL is creating a sense of competition between teammates that wasn't there before, which can not only impact the team culture, but also how athletes feel about themselves compared to their teammates. Haley Schroeder from USB, UCSB's women's volleyball team stated the following about NIL. I think NIL has definitely influenced mental health, but not to an extreme extent in my case. It influences how you think about your sport, and it has made me thankful that volleyball is giving, me, um, giving back to me off of the court. There's probably more pressure for bigger deals in sports compared to women's volleyball, but at the end of the day, I think the benefits of NIL outweigh the pressure. As NIL continues to develop in college sports, we will continue to see the long-term effects it will have on student-athletes and their mental health during their time at their university. NIL can be a positive and or a negative thing, just depending on how student-athletes react to it and how their deals um, are forming in, in their career. In my research, I found what some sports psychologists had to say about student-athlete mental health. Robin Schofield is a sports psychologist at the University of Southern California, and her team meets individually with Trojan student-athletes from once a year to weekly, along with team gatherings that help, all player, that help all players get used to interacting with mental health professionals. Robin stated, The whole healthy person is the most consistent peak performer. If you're not right with yourself, you're not going to be okay as an athlete. With a performance-based identity, if you aren't achieving, you don't perceive yourself to have value. Then when you achieve something, it may be experienced as relief more than joy. Sports psychologists like Ryan should be required by every single NCAA institution for the benefit of their student-athletes. Many athletes don't feel comfortable talking to others about their issues like we've talked about early in the podcast, but having a reliable source and being comfortable around them um, is the first step in the right direction. Sports psychologists like Robin Schofield are changing the game of college athletics and making mental health a priority at their universities. The first step to destigmatizing mental health is to to be able to talk about the issue and recognize that it exists. Student athletes need to feel more comfortable with the people around them, whether it's their teammates, coaches, or sports psychologists on staff. They should have a safe environment where they can talk about their mental health struggles and be open with the people around them. 
Mental health should be taken care of the same way as physical injuries as they are just as harmful and detrimental to a student athlete's career. Collegiate athletic programs need to make sure that mental health of their student athletes is a priority and something they're taking seriously. There should never be a moment where an athlete can't take it anymore like DeMar DeRozan, and I truly hope to see athletes receiving the correct resources and treatment they deserve.